Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. chapter 4. I want to preach from these scriptures today. Hallelujah. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times some will turn away from the true faith. <laughs> Somebody's still fine. I'm letting you get there. Now the Holy Spirit who? The Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times or in the last days, some will turn away from the true faith. Well, that shoots down that you can't never, you know, that this once saved, live how you want to live, jump. You can't turn away from something you ain't never had. I'm going to come over here. Maybe the anointing. I'm, 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 maybe my help's over here. I'm just, I, I'm just playing with y'all. The true faith. And they will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. Demons have a doctrine. Go to verse 2. These people are hypocrites and liars. And their consciences are dead. It has gotten quiet. It's okay. No, I'm, we're reading the word. It's good. These people are hypocrites and liars and their consciences are dead. Second Timothy chapter three, second Timothy chapter three and verse one. You should know this Timothy that in the last days there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others, they will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. For they will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. <laughs> Stay away from people like that. They are the kind to work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. These 
teachers opposed the truth just as Janice and Jambres opposed Moses. They have deprived or depraved minds and a counterfeit faith. <laughs> it looks real, but it ain't real. Verse 9. Y'all stay with me. It ain't going to be this heavy the whole time. Now stay with me now. <laughs> but they won't get away with this for long. <laughs> Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are, just as with Janice and Jambres. But you, ALC, <laughs> you beloved brethren, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. Some of you know it more than others. <laughs> you know how much persecution and suffering I endured. You all know about how I was persecuted at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. But the Lord rescued me from all of it. Yes, and everyone who wants to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil people and imposters will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. <laughs> you have been taught, watch this, you have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scripture. That means even Malachi 3. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize, uh-oh, what is wrong with our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us what to do or to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. I would like to read just a little more if I can. 2 Timothy chapter 4, 1 through 5. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. He said, be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For the time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. 
but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Hallelujah. I want to preach a message today I've entitled in question form, what's really going on? <laughs> what's really going on? <laughs> so let's pray and ask for God's help today. Father, I humble myself and I'm so thankful to be a part of the body of Christ. I'm so thankful, God, of people that have been patient with me when I needed some patience. <laughs> and I'm so thankful for people that have helped me grow up in the Lord. And I bless them today. And I pray today, God, that you would grant us an anointing to hear, receive, and understand what the Spirit is saying to the church. Father, today, let the blessing rest upon the people of God. And I pray, Lord, that you would look upon my availability and not my ability. And I stand in the promise today that when I'm weak, you are strong in me, O oh God. I stand and claim that promise today, and I thank you for it. Now, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. And I give you praise for your word today. For it is a lamp under our feet and a light under our path. In the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus, we agree and we pray these things. And everybody that does agree, shout amen and give the Lord a good praise before you're seated today. You may be seated in the presence of God today. What's really going on right now? Now... Some, I want to just say, I want to commend and, and say thank you to <clears throat> the dear uh, preachers and staff that have uh, helped this place run uh, so smoothly while I've been gone. Can you give, put your hands together for every one of them? Thank you, staff. And uh, I know that <clears throat> Pastor, heard Pastor Antoine done a great job down in Forsyth and and Pastor Luke last week and Pastor Jason a couple weeks ago, how blessed y'all are. I, I thank God that when we take a few weeks away that uh, I don't have to worry about or be concerned about things dropping. Anointed men and women of God can get up here and feed the house of God, the word of God, and you can leave the house of God blessed. In the name of the Lord, can you put your hands together for them today? I bless them in Jesus' name. <clears throat> but what's really going on right now? Today as I stand up here, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I, was, I was a little bit uh, conflicted in my spirit because I said, God, I don't know, I don't know that anybody's going to uh, be taught anything. He said, I'm not having you stand up here and teach today, he said, I'm having you stand up here as somebody out of the tribe of Issachar. That you may tell people the, the sons of Issachar knew what time it was and knew what Israel ought to do in the time. And it's one thing to know the timing, but it's a whole nother thing to know what are you to do in the timing. 
And right now, there's all kinds of stuff going on in the body of Christ. And which, brothers and sisters, I told you three weeks ago, after Roe v. Wade was overturned, I told you that there was going to be all kinds of revealings now. Amen. I told y'all, everybody probably bought all the silence. There's an amber alert. Amen. For those of you that don't know what that is, that's when a child's lost in Georgia. Amen. So. But I told you there would start to be, become the exposing and the revealing of people who have clothed themselves in wolves' clothing. Or let me say this, I'm sorry. There are wolves that have clothed themselves in sheep's clothing. And they be, they're beginning to expose themselves. Now, why is this important right now? Because I told you last year that there's about to be a wealth transfer. There's about to be a wealth transfer that's about to hit the body of Christ. And guess what? Right now, shakings are happening because we need to know that the sheep are the ones getting the wealth. Hallelujah. We got to know that it is the real sheep, the ones that really want to serve God that are getting the wealth transfer happening right now. And so there's a shaking happening. It's happening in the kingdom of God right now. And don't count it strange that these things are happening. Why? The Bible told you they were going to happen. He said in the end of times, he said, I'm going to shake heaven and earth. I'll shake them both, he said, because people have grown good at being at camouflaging themselves in the body of Christ. And it's one thing that for people to camouflage themselves in the body. It's a whole nother thing when people who are teaching the body camouflage themselves. And the Bible says that these people are going to receive a stricter judgment when they stand before God and they will stand before God. All flesh is going to stand before God. So what is really going on right now? I want to I want to just kind of set this thing up. I don't know if you've discerned it or not, but over the past month there it's it's we in the kingdom of God we're living in a time like I ain't never witnessed before. What are you talking about? You ain't never witnessed before. There's always been people to say crazy stuff. There's always been people to fall. Yes, but over the past month God has hit the fast forward button. I don't know if you can discern it now. I can discern this thing in my spirit. Things that, that would usually, it, it, over the past month, I'm watching stuff. Uh, somebody, uh, Sister Tangy sent me something the other day about all the prime ministers over the past week that have just resigned. Nation after nation after nation after nation after nation. I'm talking about several prime ministers just walked in and resigned. What is happening right now? What's really going on? Hallelujah. God, God has sat back and said, is things need to speed up a little bit. So he's hit the fast forward button on some stuff. And so you realize that things right now that are happening, supernatural things, y'all just stay with me. I got to set this up before I really preach it. Supernatural things are happening. You are sinning. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to me this morning in prayer. He said, I need you to understand and I want you to tell the people that they are, this is a time. Now, I don't use the word season a lot because y'all know how I feel about the word season. But can I tell you, he said, this is a season of prophetic manifestations. 
Did you hear what I said? This is a season. This is a time of prophetic manifestations. What are you talking about? Things that have been spoken for years. Things that have been prophesied for years. Stuff that was prophesied in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. And we thought people had forgotten about them. And we thought God had forgotten about them. And all right now, they're starting to come to pass right before our eyes. What is happening in the time of prophetic manifestations? God. God is doing stuff right by himself. He is saying, I am about to pull all of this right here in together because it's time for the rapture of the church. And I am bringing prophetic declarations to manifest in front of your eyes. Why? So that you can stand up and declare in the world in 2022. And if Jesus tarries 2023, are y'all ready? It is harvest time. What is really going on right now? It is harvest time. And the devil knows it's harvest time. But so does heaven know that it's harvest time. And it's time that the people of God start stepping in and grabbing your sickles. And walking out into the field. And say it's ripe with harvest. And I'm ready to reap what God has given unto me. It is harvest time. Hallelujah. Now, I told you two weeks ago when I came back and preached, God releases suddenly moments. Anytime the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of God are, 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 are having a, a big, let's just say this, they're, they're opposing one another in the view of all. God releases suddenly moments. We saw a suddenly moment be released. Uh, I don't know if you understand it or not, and I'm not going to continue to beat the horse. I'm going to ride it for a little while. I don't know if you understand, but Roe v. Ro v. Way was a suddenly moment. This was a moment that nobody realized. They said, how in the world can you have a president and you have a government that does not even support it, but yet it still goes through because God's had it in the plan the whole time, church. God said, I'm going to do it and I don't need you to support me while I do it. I'm about to overturn it and I will show the earth that I am the Lord thy God and I don't have to answer to man and I ain't got to ask man. I am still the Lord and the glory shall cover the earth and this is what's happening right now this is what's going on a suddenly moment was re was released when I told you I said and what you do with a suddenly moment determines whether national revival will hit or not Elijah had a suddenly moment on the top of Mount Carmel, but he did not steward the moment right. The next day he took off running from a woman. What if he would have stood up and said, Jezebel, I don't care what you say. If you come down here, I'll take your head off. I'll take Ahab's head off and anybody else you come with. I just killed 450 prophets of Baal. Who are you to think that you can come down here and tell me? A national revival would have happened, but he didn't steward the moment right. So there was not a national revival that happened. So he had to go and hide in a cave. And he had to go and anoint three other people that years later would bring a national revival when Elijah was supposed to carry it the whole time. But if we fast forward to the day of Pentecost in a suddenly moment and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind and it filled the whole house where they were assembled together and tongues of fire set upon each one of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. There was a suddenly moment. But this time there was 120 of people that said, I will not waste my moment. They spilled out into the streets and did not care what anybody had to say. 
say. They stood up and preached the gospel. And that day, 3,000 people were born again. And a national revival started. Preacher, what are you trying to tell me right now? We had a suddenly moment and God has not changed his mind about a national revival. He is looking for a group of people right now that are say, I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care if they persecute me. You can start a whole Facebook page about me. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You can do what you tweet, what you want to tweet. Instagram what you want to Instagram. But I'm about to sweep this nation from the east to the west. And there will be a national revival that will bring in a harvest of soul. What is really going on right now? What is really happening right now? If you look through it through one eyes, it looks like the church is faltering. If you look through it through the lens of, of, of one pair of glasses, it looks like the church is weak. If you look through it through another pair of glasses, it looks like the church doesn't know what they're doing. But if you look through it with the prophetic glasses, you realize that everything is setting up and the devil's on the ropes and he's getting hit by ones and twos on a regular basis right now. And he doesn't know what to do and he's faltering and He's backing up and a sucker punch is coming his way. And so what is he doing? He's trying to pull out his last trump card to figure out a way to end the harvest. But devil, you can't end the harvest. This is a last day harvest. And God has anointed us for such a time as this. And we're going to put the sickle in. And we're going to reap the harvest that God has given us. What is really going on right now? If you look through it through critical eyes, if you look through it through the doomsday, doomsday eyes, you're saying, oh Lord, the church is about to crumble. Oh Lord, what are they gonna do? Oh Lord, churches are shutting down. Most of them need to shut down anyway. God ain't came up in that place in years. It wasn't nothing but a flesh show and it wasn't nothing but religion. But for the places the glory of God is showing up right now, he is pumping fire in those places and the lost are coming in and the anointing is manifesting because there is still a remnant in the land that will not bow. What is really going on? What's really going on? Ain't had nobody saved in 20 years. That ain't no church. Uh, come on now. That ain't no church. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Can't give, no, can't give no money to the work of the Lord. Ain't seeing no missions go forward. Nobody being healed, nobody being delivered. That ain't the house of God. The house of God is people walking in and being changed. The house of God is people walking in and encountering the Lord. The house of God is a people that says, come hell or hot water. We know that the church will remain because Jesus said, I'll build it. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It really don't matter. Hallelujah. So what's really going on right now? So we see that the, the devil is, uh, he's stumbling. I know you might not see it, but he's stumbling. He's trying to figure out what move can I, what move can I bring up that will cause the body of Christ to stop? 
What move can I possibly uh, uh, present that will cause the body of Christ to trip up because he's stumbling right now? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That's what's going on right now. And so why am I bringing this to your attention right now? All over the earth, not just in the United States of America, but all over the earth, God is releasing suddenly moments. With these suddenly moments, three things are happening right now. We're still in my introduction. Stay with me. Hallelujah. Pastor Jason, come get this uh, coat for me, brother. Three things are happening. Everybody say three things. Number one, the religious are attacking. Thank you, sir. The religious are attacking. This ain't nothing new. Every time God's released a suddenly moment, religious people attack. This ain't nothing new. The religious are attacking. They attack, they attack the 120 when they spilled out the upper room. They attack them. Why are they attacking right now? Because, listen, because God is promoting and elevating people who have not walked through their worldly system of political hierarchy. Did you hear that? That God is elevating and promoting people who have not walked through their worldly system of political hierarchy. So therefore, when they have not walked through their system, they say, who are you? You're not even kin to such and such. You did not even go to such and such Bible school. And you do not have this on your shoulders. And you, don't, you haven't even kissed this person's ring. And let me tell you something. I ain't kissing nobody's ring. I'm here to serve the living God. And I'm here to see him elevate me. And I don't care if man elevates me or not. Because if man elevates me, they can pull me down. But when God has raised me to a place, I'm telling you, I ain't got to worry about man. I ain't got to worry about their systems. I ain't got to worry about all of it because I'm ready to serve the Lord. So the religious are attacking. Why, why are they attacking? They are jealous and mad because others stood in faith when they bowed in fear. Now God has silenced their voice in the kingdom. People who had worldwide voices just three years ago now can't, grab, can't even draw a thousand people. They don't know what's going on. So they're scrambling right now. And they're saying, man, it must be my doctrine. It must be my teaching. Let me come out with something new and present it to people so I can fill my buildings. Let me tell you something. You can't fill your buildings with kingdom people until you repent. You can fill it with people, but not kingdom people. God silenced your voice. Is this okay? Are y'all going to send me off anymore? I don't know. Uh, even though they continue to speak, no one is listening because there's no substance or authority behind them anymore. Therefore, the only thing they know to do is to attack those who are carrying the mantle they refuse to pick up. The mantle that they kept walking by, the mantle that they said it cost too much, the mantle that they said I ain't going to do that because people will leave my church. They walked by and what they didn't realize, it was God the whole time trying to say, I'm trying to do something in your life. And what you refuse to pick up, I have raised somebody now that's carrying. And it's a remnant that is carrying a glory in the earth right now of mantles that people said they don't exist anymore. No, baby, they exist. You just didn't pick them up. And I want to carry a mantle. I I want to carry a, I want to carry a mantle that sees the glory hit the earth. Hallelujah. Still in our introduction right now, number two. So number one, the religious are attacking. Number two, the prophets of Baal are being exposed. These are people who are carrying kingdom titles and positions, but have long left the faith. 
They've long left the faith. Let me tell you something. They just didn't come up with this teaching. They have long left it. Now that their crowds have left and they have no need for money anymore, they're now coming out and telling you what they've really been hiding for a long time. Is this okay? They've been, they've been believing this stuff for a long time, people of God. They just hid it while their buildings were full because they didn't want nobody to leave. Now they can't get nobody in their buildings. And the government gave them so much money to turn their churches into, into vaccine centers. They have no need for money anymore. So now they're actually telling you what they believe. And a man once told me, if a person shows you who they are, believe them. <laughs> Come on, y'all clap for three minutes, three seconds. I'm sorry, three seconds. One, two, three. <laughs> Are y'all, y'all ready for some more? We're still in my introduction now. But part of my, listen, did, did God say watchmen stand on the wall or not? Did he say declare what you see coming or not? Hallelujah. It's not a coincidence. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that since, watch this, that since Roe v. Roe v. Wade, when I told you things were about to start coming out, that two ATL leaders in the kingdom have come out in erroneous teaching. It's also not a coincidence that this is happening since we called Atlanta out. <laughs> Woo, the Lord was ministering this about two weeks ago while I was sitting in the beach with my toes in the sand. Said you stood up in faith and you began to declare, making an Atlanta. He said, now I've given you the building in Atlanta and I'm exposing the jokers in, in I mean, giving you a building in making, I'm exposing them in Atlanta. What is really going on? God is creating a vacuum. God is creating a vacuum so that the people who really serve him can step in and say, prepare ye the way of the Lord. This is what's going on right now. Don't count it strange. He's preparing a vacuum. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And let me say this. Listen, you have not seen the last. You've not seen the last. In the next six to 12 months, you will probably see a mega church leader come out and begin to declare that homosexuality is now biblical. You'll, you watch. Don't count it strange, people of God. God is shaking this thing. He is... I, <laughs> Listen, there are a group of people like us. We're not the only ones. 
There are people in the earth right now that are saying, God, if you give it to me, I'll fill it. I'll preach your truth. I'll declare your glory. I'll let you do what you want to do. Move like you want to move. Say what you want to say. Do however you want to do it. If you give it to me, I'll do it. And God's saying, I got you. Let me get Saul out of the way because there's a David on the backside of a pasture that has grabbed my heart years ago. And I am creating a vacuum for a David to walk in. Hallelujah. Get ready, David. Get ready, worshiper. Get ready, praiser. Get ready, prayer. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Because the vacuum that is happening now will be filled with the glory of the Lord. Get ready. Get ready. Woo. And let me tell you what God is saying for everybody saying, oh, and not, and not here, but other places. <laughs> oh, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Let me, hear, let me tell you what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. How long are you going to weep over Saul? <laughs> See, have y'all been hearing him say what he's saying right now? How long are you going to weep over Saul? I've moved on, Samuel. I, I need you to get your horn full. I need you to get your horn full. Because I've been seeing in Saul what you ain't never saw in Saul. I knew it was in him from the beginning of time. That's the reason I went looking for somebody else before he ever stepped down. What's really going on? And number three, I'm in my introduction. The church is being challenged. Part of this challenge is demonically driven. In other words, hell is attacking the church through persecution and threats to try and intimidate the church and make it fearful. This is an attempt to cause the church to become silent and paralyzed. The other part of the challenge, listen to this now. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but the other part of the challenge is a challenge from heaven. In other words, heaven is challenging the church to step up and take its place right now. Heaven is calling the church to rise up and show the earth that the God we serve is still the God who answers by fire. God is shaking this thing down here so that those who are not his will get out of the way and this is producing a holy vacuum in other words this is producing a large hole so that the people who are truly after him will fill it therefore he is challenging the earth in a good way to step up and fill these vacuums God here we go God has made room for us Look at your neighbor and tell him God has made room for you. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever looked around and said, I do this, but I do that, but God is saying, I'm moving all the butts out of Butts County and I'm ready for you to take a region right now for my glory. It ain't in the way anymore. Step up. Harvest, harvest, harvest.
When we rise to this challenge, we're going to see a harvest of souls like we've never witnessed before. We will see the manifestation of the prophecies that have been spoken over us for so many years. Churches, I was in prayer this morning. When I heard the Lord say, these are, these are, this is the season of prophetic, prophetic manifestations. Let me tell you something. In other words, you need to start expecting. You need to start expecting. You want, I don't, okay. Those of you newcomers, we ain't family yet. We're going to be family soon. But for the fam in the house, I hope I'm safe enough to say something like this. If not, you got a bunch of people that's going to beat you up. Because we don't play like that no more. I'm waiting on God to give me the go-ahead to start holding crusades in big cities. Oh, the harvest is ready, church. I'm saying, God, go ahead. Just give me a green light. Give me a green light. Give me a green light. Give me the Phillips Arena. Give me the Making Convention Center. Ah, God. Give me the gardens in New York, God. Give them to me. Let's start this thing. Do it right, God. We'll do it. We'll see it. Give them to me, God. Let's see the harvest. You think he did this for us to sit down and do nothing? You think he's releasing suddenly moments for us to sit back and twiddle our thumbs? He's releasing suddenly moments so that your family will get saved. So your neighborhood will be born again. So your school will be born again. So your workplace will be born again. And so the region will know there is some glory in the Give them to me, God. Give them to me. Give me the arenas. Give me the arena. Let's pray. Give them to me, Jesus. Give them to me, God. I'll preach it. I'll preach it. I'll preach it. You feel it? I'll preach it, God. You give them to me, Lord. Give me the arenas. Give me, give, me the, give me the heathen as an inheritance, God. Give me the nations as an inheritance, God. I'll preach it. You feel it, I'll preach it, Jesus. Come on, just pray for about 15 more seconds. Hallelujah. This is what we're here for, church. You feel it, we'll preach it. We'll show them God is still moving. We'll show them there's still glory. We'll show them there's still glory.
We'll show them. Now come on and give God a praise for it right now. Come on and give Him a praise for it. This is why the body of Christ, this is why the devil's pulling out his trump cards right now. The body of Christ got him against the ropes, church. Let me tell you something. You ain't against the ropes. The devil ain't got you against the ropes. You have him against the ropes. This thing's done switched up. Hallelujah. Well, who's going to pay for it? Bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, bless your heart. It's okay. You are. I am. Holly, I am. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. The devil's losing ground every day right now. Did you hear what I said? The devil's losing ground every day right now. Right now, every single day he's losing ground. He knows that he's losing ground every day. Therefore, watch this. He's taking people. Okay, what's really going on? He's taking people who the body of Christ once trusted, deceiving them and having them come out to speak. But what he doesn't realize is they've lost their voice already. So what they would have said three and four years ago don't have no weight now. <laughs> don't have no weight now. The devil's done. But I've come to announce to you today that you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. By God's grace, and the power of his spirit, we will continue to take more ground. I need more people to say amen than five folks. Ah, we will take more ground. We will continue to bring more people in the kingdom. We will see the manifestation of all the prophecies that God has spoken over this ministry and over our lives. With these prophetic manifestations, watch this. It will come demonic attempts to try and get the people of God out of position. But what you must understand is the devil don't have anything new. He cannot create anything new. All he does is take what is old, put it in a new wrapper, and present it to you. So if you whooped him back then, you can whoop him right now. If you've done something back then, you can do it right now. Just let him know, devil, you're the one against the ropes. I'm not. I'm the one winning in this thing. Hallelujah! Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something in uh, God willing in September we I have the wonderful privilege I have the wonderful privilege to go over and officially lay hands on Pastor Nate and Emma and start that church in Ireland officially we're coming for you brother Nate y'all hold on we're gonna lay hands and all week long we're gonna teach them things so that that church has a good foundation 
we're going to anoint them in the Holy Ghost so that when we walk away from that place, they start turning Tillamore, Ireland upside down with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. I have the wonderful, I'm just casting a little vision right now. I have the wonderful privilege in August, in the middle of August, we go down there. We're going to have that Macon campus done. And I'm going to preach five days of glory down there in Macon. And we're going to turn that thing upside down with the power of God and shake it until every devil releases it. And every gang turns up their colors and starts picking up the blood of Jesus Christ. We're going to shake it until the dope houses until the dope houses close and the church houses fill. We're going to shake it. We're going to shake it. Hallelujah. We're going to shake it. So he does nothing new. So I'm going to take just a few more minutes. I want, I want to at least bring you this information so that you are equipped. Over my, sh I call it a short tenure, it's pastoring and overseeing this ministry because it's not long compared to some. Uh, 12 years, uh, I think it's 12 years. Anyway, 12 years. I've, I've noticed a cycle that the enemy moves in cycles. And I noticed that he moves in cycles when he attacks the body of Christ. Okay? This is important so that you understand what's really going on right now. Number one, the, the cycle he moves in is he attacks the authority. This is, this is order. This is attacking order and the authority that you've been given as a believer. Most of the time, this is done through challenging the apostolic validity of a leader or leaders. The devil knows that God blesses and shows up when order is present. Yes, so if he can get it out of order and he can get it chaotic, then he, then he knows that the blessings of God won't be abundant upon it. That's why some of you got to get your stuff in order at home. Yes, sir. Amen. You got to get your stuff in order so that the blessings of God can be abundant upon it. Beloved, I'm here to announce today that, that we are a people that have authority. And we are a people that submit to authority. We're just like the man in the Bible that says, I have people under my authority and I am a man under authority. And, and he said, if you, Jesus, if you say uh, this, go and do and do this and that, they, they obey you, they obey me. And I know that if you'll just speak your word, that will happen over there. Well, how did he know that? Because he was a man under authority and he was a man with authority. We are a people under authority and we are people with authority. And we will continue to have order in the house because the blessing of the Lord will fall upon the place that has order and right now the enemy is trying to attack order he's trying to attack it in the government he's trying to attack it in the house and in the in God's house and he's trying to attack it in your house but I say today for every man every man in the house I want you to stand up in the name of Jesus and say I'm going to put order in my house I ain't trying to tell you to be a dictator I'm not trying to tell you that you've got to turn around and be some kind of dumb person I'm saying rise up as a son of God and say this is my house and devil you ain't got no room in it and I'm kicking you out today you are officially evicted in the name of Jesus 
and for every single mom up in this place you go home and you do the same thing you anoint the doorways and say in the name of Jesus order is going to be in this house right now there's no longer room for chaos there's no longer room for disorder order come to this house and let the blessings of the Lord fall upon you Give him no room. Be seated. Give him no room. Give him no room. So that order, God will bless order. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And let me say one other thing while I'm talking to the men of this house. Because I'm not one of them preachers that get up and bash men. I always get a little concerned about them. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> But men of God, uh, we did this in a prayer meeting not too long ago. I had no idea. I learned, I, I learned it in, in uh, one of the, my groups when they was teaching about marriage. And I had no idea. I had no idea what it means to a woman to be prayed for. I, 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 did, I, I, knew, there was, I, I knew it was good and I knew it was coming, but I didn't know. I didn't know what was being given to her to be prayed for. And while I sat back there, while the class was going on, I didn't hit my heart. But what about all the single moms? And what about all the mamas who don't have a covering, a man covering in their home? And the Holy Ghost said, tell the men of God in the house to begin to pray for the single moms and cover them. And I'll begin to bless their homes and I'll begin to bless their bodies and I'll begin to bless their children. And I'll begin to bless them in every single way because there's a covering that's coming upon them. So men of God, I want you in your prayer time. I want you to pray in your private prayer time. Pray for the single moms in this house and cover them in the name of Jesus and cover them in prayer and bless them and speak blessings over them because I don't want just the married people to be blessed. I want everybody to be blessed. I want them all to be blessed. I want you all to be fulfilled in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So pray for them. Cover them. So there's order. Glory be to God. Number two. He attacks the prophetic or the prophetic word in the church. These are cycles. So when I first became, when I first became a pastor at this church right here in 2009, I, within one year, my authority was challenged. Within one year, no problem, no big deal. You know, they need to leave anyway. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh so he attacks the prophetic. The prophetic also includes the gifts, the anointing, and the moving of the spirit. So do you, have you ever wondered about every two or three years, there's a, it just seems like there's people who say, well, why do we have to have altar calls? Have you ever noticed that about every three years in the body of Christ, there's a push against the gifts of the spirit? There's a push against uh, the anointing. Just have a service. Well, y'all don't have to have all that. Why is that? Because the devil moves in cycles. And so, he, so about every three years, he pushes against the moving and the anointing and the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Why does he do this? Stay with me now. I, I, am I boring y'all? Y'all stay. If you are, I'll try to get an intermission in a minute and you can leave. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. Y'all stay. Please stay. 
Why does he do this? This is an attempt to get the church to start depending on itself and therefore removing the anointing and the gifts of the spirit. This will produce a church that is natural and not supernatural. This is an attempt to make a mockery out of the church because if you say you serve a supernatural God but the supernatural is not present, then they mock you. You say that you serve a God that heals but no one gets healed, they mock you. You say that you serve a God that delivers and no one gets delivered, therefore they mock you. And you say you serve a God that baptizes with fire but you've got to send your people off the camp to get it. What you do not understand is that God is trying to bring you back to a place where the supernatural is present. And I don't know about you, but I've made up my mind that I'm going to allow, watch this, I'm not going to allow, I'm not going to allow the devil to get me to doubt or question what God has written in this book. There are some things I cannot explain. There are some things that I don't even understand. And sometimes I don't even have theology for it. But if God said it, I'm going to believe it. If God wrote it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live by it. And if God said speak it, I'm going to declare it. Because I don't have to know everything. Because God is still God. I made up my mind. I'm not going to allow the devil to get me to question God. I'm not going to leave a move of the spirit for convenience. If this mic didn't, if this mic didn't cost so much, I'd drop it right now. I had to raise an offering just to buy me a new mic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to leave a move of the spirit for convenience. Well, just we got so many other things to do on Saturday, on Sunday, and you know, and we just—it's just hard to be in church that long. I told my wife while we was on vacation. I said I want to do a teaching on what the Lord's Day means. What does it mean when you call it the Lord's Day? Why do we not worship on Saturday? Saturday's the Sabbath. The Sabbath's for man. Sunday's the Lord's day. Why do we do that? It's called the Lord's day, not family day. Not lake day, not golf day, not fishing day, not hunting day. The Lord's day. Now, if you have time after church to go spend with family, you got time after church to go uh, ski behind the boat on the layout, go do your thing. I don't care, but it's the Lord's day. Oh, I set that thing right then. That was out of joint. I felt that thing pop back in right then. Come on, y'all give the Lord a good praise in the house. It's the Lord's day. Now, we don't try to waste your time here. We're not trying to just sit, sit you in some boring service. I, have, I tell people all the time, you have, no, you have no obligation to sit around and listen to somebody ramble. None. But let me tell you something. It's the Lord's day. Well, we just like to spend it with family. Well, you need to answer for God. You need to answer to God. Okay, I'm going to set it straight just a little bit. I felt that thing wanting to wiggle. Now, let me just do this. Do you realize that when 
you realize that when you take the Lord's day and you put it first, that he blesses the rest of the week. He blesses the rest of the week because you took time the first day, the first hours out of the first day. Notice I made them plural. Hours. You took the first hours out of the first day and you set it apart for him. You said, these are yours, God. I ain't trying to fit you in. Let me tell you something. If you just fit God in on Sunday, then he'll just try to fit you in. I better just stop. I'm going to go up here back to my notes. It's the Lord's day. That's what it is. Well, hallelujah. Thirdly, and I, I'm going to probably stop teaching after this. I'll give you the other two points, and you can preach them this week somewhere. I'm for real. Preach them, preach them, preach them. Thirdly, there's the cycle. He attacks the finances of the church. This doesn't always mean the finances are low or not good. It means he attacks, the, watch this now, the teaching and the preaching on giving. Here's a cycle. It can mean, watch this, it, it, this is an attempt to deplete the church of resources so it can no longer reach the lost. Really has nothing about what your bank account is. It, he doesn't want lost people being saved. I've always told you if you've got a price, the devil will pay it right now. Well, Jesus... Jesus reached all kinds of people with no money. Prove it. You can't. Jesus had so much money, he had a treasurer that stole out of his stuff on a regular basis and it still didn't hurt his ministry. Broke people don't have treasurers. <laughs> Can you imagine going down to a part of the region that is not so financially blessed, knocking on their door and saying, hey, um, I, I, you know, listen, y'all come on out to eat with me. Well, hold on, I got to check with my treasurer. <laughs> Broke people don't have treasurers. You cannot reach the lost at a significant level if you're broke. Hence the reason why we have churches that have not had anybody saved for years. I was
was sitting at the General Council Assembly, Assembly of God, General Council Assembly of God a year ago. And, and y'all saw General Superintendent Doug Clay, he's a great man of God, came and preached for me. And he gave a number, I can't remember exactly, so I'm not going to mention it, but it was in the hundreds of churches that have not had one people saved in the whole year. Not one person. Nobody. I think before I filled that ACR out, I would have like talked to my dog or something and said, don't you want to be saved? If so, wag your tail. And I would have put his name down on the report before I stuck a goose egg up. Not one. And if you research those churches, he said most of them have not given one dollar to missions. Oh, I see. They broke. Now I understand. See, what's this really, what's really going on? Now I understand why there's an attack against the giving of the church. I'm bringing you one big circle. This is not a coincidence. This is not somebody just trying to figure out something new. This is somebody who's been deceived to the depths of hell and has decided to be led by the demons of hell and to get up and tell you that something in this Bible is not biblical. The devil is a liar, his mama-in-law's a liar, and so are you. This word is true from cover to cover. And when the church decides to pick it up, you'll see the glory fall back in your life oh I see now why because it's cycles every three years every three years I get a little push from not as much anymore because we have yeah we have leadership here that that pushes back but especially when I first started every three years I got a huge pushback from from the giving message huge it's a cycle and this is what's going on right now oh bless the Lord I got the, and I, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be done let me get y'all write these down go preach them he attacks the marriages or sexual purity of the church. Why? This is to get people to question the integrity of the ministry. I don't have time to preach that. I, I wanna, can, I, can I at least say this? Your marriage is not something that will take care of itself. It is something that has to be taken care of. It does not take care of itself. Lastly, he attacks the unity of the church. Why is this? Because if the unity is not present, the blessing is not present. So he gets people to divide 
over crazy stuff. This is what I heard the Holy Spirit minister to me this morning. Let me, let me pull this one point out to you. And uh, if we view the word of God as a take it or leave it, if we view it as something that is secondary to what we, to what we are experiencing in this world, then the unity of the church will suffer. Let me point that, let me give you just real quick. In other words, if you look at unity in the church from a worldly view and not a biblical view, it will always suffer. It will always suffer because you will try to obtain unity through worldly eyes and worldly ways and you won't forgive your brother and sister and you will not love them and you will not care for them and you will not have their backs and you'll have the backs of worldly people but you won't have the backs of Christian people and the Bible says you ought to be good to those especially of the household of faith. I refuse to lock arms with a worldly person against one of my brothers and sisters in Christ. I don't care how crazy they are and some of y'all crazy. But I look, at it, I look at it as family. And let me tell you something. We might be fighting over here, but don't you get your little self up in the midst of it. Amen. And that's how you protect unity. You look at it through a biblical, you look at it through a biblical view. And a biblical view is I'll protect it at all costs. Hallelujah. Now let me go back to this. Y'all preach that. So I, I was thinking about it and I was praying about it and I said, because I, I had a few people that said some things, you know, because I, I preached on giving like for four months <laughs> straight. <laughs> so I had a few people that said, man, all he's talking about now, giving. I want to I say something publicly. You're under no pressure in this church to give. None. None. I teach you giving because I want to see you blessed. You ain't under no pressure. We ain't going to beat you up. Not over that. Just play. No. Not zero. I teach you giving because I want to see you prosper. But secondly, I got to thinking, Lord, you had me like, Teach on giving for almost four months, just consistently. He said, I know because you're walking in the spirit. And he said, those who walk in the spirit don't have to play catch up. He said, they're already ahead of the devil. The devil has to play catch up with them. He said, so I was prepping you and you didn't, even know, you didn't even know that there was about to be a big issue with giving in the body of Christ. You didn't even know it. I, had, I was prepping you because you're a prayerful man and this church is a prayerful church. So I'm preparing you before it ever even comes about. And if you'll walk in the spirit, you'll never have to play catch up with the devil. So you notice that I did not put out a video of a response of this erroneous stuff. You want to know why? Because I preached for four months my response. <laughs> if you hang around here any amount of time, you know what I got to say. And you know what we believe. Amen. So this is what's really going on. The church is on the 
precipice, the edge of the greatest harvest that you've ever witnessed. We're teeter-tottering on it right now. Want to know why I said that about them, them uh, arenas? Because I've seen it in my dreams. I've seen it in my dreams. I've seen, I've seen I've pre- I, in my dreams, I've preached where people was further than what my eye could see. Why would God show me that? Because he wants to do it. We're teeter-tottering on the edge of the greatest harvest we've ever seen. So don't count it strange when certain people start falling away from the true faith. I don't want them to. I just can't answer for them. I don't want them to. I don't want any of you to. But at the end of the day, you get to answer for yourself. What's really going on? I'll tell you what we're going on. We're sharpening our sickles to reap a harvest. That we ain't never seen before. And we're going to see it, Brother Tony. God willing, we're going to be preaching in those arenas and there's going to be 100,000 people packed in them. And God willing, I'm going to get you to get up and tell your testimony, son. Can't you see it? God willing, God willing, Sister Tangie down there in that public school system, we're going to have a bunch of teachers in a room down there crying out for the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Can't you see it? Can't you see it? God willing, here at Alka, we're going to be raising up apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers to go out and reap the harvest. Can't you see it? Hallelujah. God willing, we're going to have so many, we're going to have people coming in saying, I want to buy the next church you plant, and I want to buy the next church you plant, and I want to buy the next church you plant. Can you put me on the list for the next church you plant? I want to buy, yeah, yeah. Can't you see it? Can't you see it? And let me say one more thing while I done went over my time. I said this a year and a half ago, and I meant it. And I see it, I, it's breaking my heart right now, but, but I know God's going to uh, give it to us. But I said a year and a half ago, there awaits a revival to hit the African-American community that has never happened before. It's not going to be just the African-American community, but I'm telling you, it's going to hit the African-American community like you ain't never seen before in your life. I'm telling you what's about to happen. And so this is why 
the devil's pulling a few trump cards. Because he sees this thing lining up right now. And so he's getting people to spout out deception and come out with all kinds of crazy stuff. So that, so that it gets people out of position and starts getting them going down the wrong direction. But their time has ran out. Their time, Pastor Antoine, has ran out. And the remnant is about to be escorted to the forefront. And we're going to stand up in the glory of God and say, come, whoever you are, whatever color you are, whatever ethnicity you are, whatever nationality you are, God is not dead. He's still releasing glory in the earth. And I know you think all the pastors are backslidden, and I know you think that they are a bunch of hellions, but the devil is a liar. There remains a remnant that still carries an anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage and breaks the chains of hell. There remains a remnant right now that carries an anointing that'll walk into crack houses and watch them shut down. There, there remains an anointing right now on a remnant that will show up in a city like the ATL and say, I'm going to take it for the glory of God. And one million people will serve the Lord in that city. And it'll be set up as an epicenter for the Holy Ghost. It'll no longer pride marches and it'll no longer have gang marches and it'll no longer be known as a dope city and it'll no longer be known as a club city but it'll be known as the heavens are open over that city and when you go to it you'll be filled with the fire and the anointing of the Holy Ghost going on stand up we're about to go in just a moment what's really going on every one of you look up here what's really going on I'll tell you what's going on here it is I'm bringing it to a, a summarized picture if you will Goliath has shouted for way too long and there's a David in Locust Grove, Georgia they said who is this Uncoveted, uncircumcised Philistine that you want to keep shell and defy the Lord's armies. I wasn't even supposed to be up there, but now 
since nobody else will. Why not? That's what's happening right now. That's what's happening. You are literally seeing and witnessing the removal of Saul. And the presenting of David. It's happening before your eyes. And just as prime ministers are stepping down. And just as Roe v. Wade was overturned. So also before Jesus comes. The cities will be handed over to men of God. To reap the last day's harvest. Give him praise if you believe it in the house. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.